0: You're listening to the All Systems Go podcast, the show that teaches you everything you need to know to put your business on autopilot. Learn how to deploy automated marketing and sales systems in your business the right way. With your host, the professor of automation himself and founder of Automation Bridge, Chris Davis. Welcome to another episode of the All Systems Go podcast, where we invite founders and digital marketers to discuss and share strategies and software to help you scale your business. I'm your host, Chris L. Davis, the founder of Automation Bridge. And on this episode, in this episode, I want to talk about killing the imposter and i I did not know. I have to admit, I did not know of the imposter syndrome until maybe three years ago in in, in my life. Um, I believe I have participated. I have definitely participated in the imposter syndrome um, in the past. And as I've just been working with various companies and startups and 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 just been put into a lot of Interesting positions, to say the least. Um, I've come to realize and know this idea a little more intimately, so that it's not as. Let me say, um, it's 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 not as common as it's used in the marketplace, right? You know, you can hear these terms, and then they don't really mean much to you, but you use them, or you 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 feel like you can relate to them without experiencing them. So I've actually experienced um, the imposter syndrome as, as spoken about and overcome it. And And, and here's what I want to share. I want to kind of share how I did it, but not in there. I want to also talk about the implications it has on anybody providing the service of automation. Okay. I want to make it specific to um, automation. So, so, so just out the gate, I want to let you know there's three words that will solve you from participating in the imposter syndrome. And and for those of you who who don't know what that is, I'm not going to give you like the scientific professional um, definition of it. It's essentially faking it until you make it. How about that? We've heard it. Hey, fake it till you make it. Um, You know, don't let don't let them see you sweat. There's an element of that that is required in just about anything that you do in life, but it also needs to be balanced. It it really does. So um, I do not participate in the fake it till you make it um, mantra at all. I I have, I I believe that you can, let me not get ahead of myself. So that's the, (laughs) that's the imposter syndrome is putting on a show or let's say selling a show that you cannot perform in. All right. So you hey I'm this big movie box office. And then you show up and you're like, uh, sorry, everybody. That's not I'm not that person. The the, the that was all uh, uh what is it, deep, deep faked. <laughs> that wasn't even me in the in the in the trailers. So that's the imposter syndrome, and there's three words that'll help you, that'll help you. Um, I don't know. And what I'm telling you is this you don't have to say those words to somebody but you have to say them to yourself okay and when you say them to yourself you have to own it okay you have to own the fact that you don't know and this is the problem most of most of the people who who, who participate in the imposter syndrome are not embracing that fact and in all actuality they're not being honest with themselves and i don't know about you i do a lot of work uh personal work, professional work, mental, all all of that. I'm a fan of therapy and everything. And what I've learned to be true is that nobody will treat you better consistently than they treat themselves. So if somebody is not honest with themselves, you cannot expect them to be honest with you consistently. It has nothing to do with you. And what am I doing? Am I not a trustworthy person? People tend to take that weight on. But it has nothing to do with you more than it's their inability to acknowledge in themselves what's taking place. So if I'm not going to give it to me, if I don't love myself, if I'm not honest with myself, if I don't do these acknowledgments in myself, I'm not going to do them for you. What do I look like lying to me and telling the truth to you? <laughs> right like what that doesn't even seem right i've got to be consistent people have to be consistent we're actually psychologically wired that way so anyways this is not where i'm trying to go with this <laughs> this podcast it's just a little parenthetical insert and what i want to say is this i don't know saying it to yourself is what begins the process of killing the imposter okay and what i want you to focus on to help you say that is Tony Robbins. Tony Robbins said this many years ago, and many, some, maybe some of you were live, maybe in the room when he when he mentioned this, but it's something that stuck with me. I kind of like heard it in passing, and at the time I didn't realize how powerful it was until later on in my life and in my career. But essentially, Tony Robbins since said resource, not verbatim, uh, resourcefulness is greater than what I'll call quote-unquote sourceness. And what he was saying was too many people are trying to be the source, the person that knows it all, instead of being the resource that can get things done. You're too busy trying to do it all that you haven't become the valuable resource to help people get it done. And I have to say again at the time it it meant nothing. I was like, oh, that's a cool saying, but it stuck with me. And I now realize you don't have to be the source and and at times honestly people aren't expecting you to you are you're the one with the wrong expectation of yourself right and i think that being a resource is highly un, being resourceful is highly undervalued extremely undervalued i one could argue it's more valuable in certain in certain contexts than being the person that can do it all just being connected hey can you figure this out Right. And even in that, even in that event, you still have to be willing to say, I don't know. Right. But here's what 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 often happens. Client has needs. Right. Client has needs. You meet those needs with all types of technological magic and strategy and all of that. It's it's a listen. It is a party that you are glad you were invited to. And you're not trying to end no time soon. You need something else. Got a tool for that huh you got a process can automate that right and it gets to the point where your client gets used to you meeting their needs so what what this is human psychology what if i see something that's working and it feels good to me right it's a good experience i want more of that good experience so it's not like people are out here trying to get you ha ah, you're an imposter got you I asked you to do so much and you said yes I knew it no nobody's trying to operate like that what I'm saying is it's natural if you're if you're providing a good service you're doing something well that that person continue to experience that good thing right so the client keeps asking you to meet more and more needs you don't want to let the client down you don't want to take your cape off you don't want them to see your humanity. Right. the the it, you don't want them to see Clark Kent. With the glasses. Right. Although he had a nice career. Some most people say he wasn't bad. Look, I mean, it's not like he was a loser, but compared to Superman. Yes. I mean, <laughs> geez, he's a shell of himself. However, he's valuable as an individual. Right. But you don't want them to see that. And it's actually okay for them to see that so because you don't want to let them down you don't want to take your cape off and i'm saying cape is because i've prided myself any of you who have attended any of my master classes or or anything like that um, i tell you i give digital marketers their superhero cape Right. But it's not intended for them to be the superhero. It's intended for the system, the work that you do to be the superhero. The focus is never on you. Focuses on the results that you can produce for your for your clients. OK, so your yes expands to all other areas you are not proficient in at all. And 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 expertise that is outside. Of the original scope, scope creep, you, you find yourself doing so much. In areas that you don't really know about that you're spreading yourself, thin, you can't produce a excellent result for your client. And in the end, the project does not end in excellence and neither party is involved, (laughs) not involved, satisfied. It doesn't end well for either party involved. Okay, let me share. Let me share with you what that looked like for me in the past. Um. Is in the, And this is why you hear me say I don't touch social media. I used to do that. I used to, you know, because I could do email marketing and a marketing automation, people would naturally have desired for me to do stuff on social media. And I would say, oh, yeah, sure. What the heck was I doing? I'm getting myself signed up for creating graphics, understanding these algorithms, posting the most boring activity that I find in my life is posting on social media, not I'm. <laughs> I like using social media, don't get me wrong, and putting thought-provoking posts. What I'm saying is, as a professional, all of these things that I can do, automate email, tags, dynamic workflows, conditional outputs, and you want me to log in, upload an image, and hit publish. So mundane, right? I'm not demeaning or speaking down to social media managers. I love them, right? I'm just saying, for me, that was the type of work that did not give me value in return, but I said, yes, yeah, so I'm not doing it in excellence. I don't really care about it, so therefore you're not going to get the best out of it. and I did that for years, and that's just one area i've I've been um faking it till I was making it in a lot of areas that's just one. I just want to give you that example because instead of me saying, "Hey hey hey Chris, instead of them saying, "Hey, Chris, can you do this on social media?" I gave you the three words I don't know." To help you start to get to the real word. What's the real word, everyone? You actually don't need those three if you're ready for the real world. The real word is no. (laughs) Simply put. Now let me go back to the psychological side. Some of you don't have been. Some of you dealing with rejection. We all deal with some level of rejection. Hearing no is very hard for you. Therefore, saying no is even harder. Hence why you don't have boundaries. Hence why your clients and their projects don't have boundaries. Hence why you find yourself. Under the imposter syndrome in your life. Now, I'm not here to solve all your mental problems and I'm not here to diagnose you. I'm just here to give you one use case, one possibility of how this is happening in your life. And just know that imposter syndrome is sabotaging your career. Okay, now. All of that is fine. And Danny, that could have been in the help self-help book that could have been on some other podcast talking about personal development and and, and mental awareness and health. Why am I talking about this on the All Systems Go podcast where we specialize in marketing automation? Because there are repercussions to automation when you operate like this. Three main ones that come to mind, but definitely more than that. And then one I really want to drive home. One is it results in a lack of faith in technology for the business owner when they hire you, especially if you're an automation service provider. We, we don't do this by the way, so it's, it's it's okay. We're not perfect, don't get me wrong, but we do a very good job of not uh, showing up in the marketplace like this. Um, when someone hires you, they're putting a lot of confidence in you. And when you start to propose technology and, and, and promise results from that technology, you're setting a bar and an expectation and it's not met, they don't just lose faith in you. So why it's selfish for you to do that. You freelancers out there on Upwork and Fiverr that are doing terrible jobs, just horrible jobs. Right. Because you know how to click a few buttons in a CRM and a landing page platform and send an email. You're you're giving hope to these people that you're actually doing something that's going to help their business grow and shame on them for not doing the research. But anyways, when things like that happen. They lose faith in technology. The person is interchangeable, but the technology is technology. And they take that same battered and bruised mindset into the next project, into the next project. And by the time we talked about the automation ambulance on, on here, um, but by the time they reach you, they're all battered and bruised, busted and disgusted and just help. I don't have any money. I'm bleeding out. Just help. Right. And, and we're like, what happened to you? OK, So that's one lack of faith in in technology. Another one is losing money by paying for tech they can't use and or don't need because it was probably not matched with their strategy accurately. That's just one reason it could be a variety, but they're left with no trust in technology and then with more technology than they can use. This is a terrible experience, by the way. If if I were to stay in the vein of 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 mental health and personal development and psychological wiring, one could say this is traumatic. One could say you are creating a traumatic experience with technology operating as an imposter. Am I embellishing? I don't think so. I I think this is accurate, everyone. I'm pretty sure it's accurate. Now I'm not gonna compare this to your childhood trauma. <laughs> I'm just saying that it's a level. It is. It's, it's it's a level. I believe. I really do. And I, I I think that people quit businesses, leave their businesses, never experience the success. This is this becomes a factor. But here's here's the worst part. As if that wasn't bad enough anyway. So by the way, those who have a lower tolerance to to ignorance, <laughs> and 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 like. Ah uh, things that don't provide fulfillment in life are the ones who succeed faster. The higher your tolerance for garbage garbage pe- behavior and 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 uh garbage results, the lo- slower you'll find results in life, right? So if those two weren't bad enough for you to just be like, oh my gosh, I need to stop right if that if that weren't the case, this third one should and 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 this is from automation is you end up with a bunch of premature automations in place with no one to help them grow up. Um, I can't remember what podcast it was, but I was talking about how I give automations and the systems I build uh, age. And all of the systems I have in my business now are adults. You know The baby ones are the ones you got to watch. The first time you do an automation, you got to watch it, make sure, hey, are you working? Then they, they grow up. And how do automations grow up f- by way of contact throughput? So the amount of contacts that go through them, it's like water being in a balloon. Any little bitty hole is going to be exposed and you'll be able to see, oh, that was wrong. That's what contacts do to, to a system. So overall, you start to shore it up and you realize, okay, this system is good. There's no leaks, right? That's an a mature system. So when I say nobody to help these automations grow up, this is what leads to the lack of technology, a lack of faith in technology, because they may have the right system in place, but just not the right people to help them do it, or because you are being the imposter, it ends, it ends not on the best terms, and they're stuck trying to figure it out on their own, and that to me, that's the worst thing, right? Because There's three people that lose. You lose, the client loses and the space of automation loses. And I, I have to protect the space. Okay, so we can't afford to do this. The key is this, everyone. The key is this. I want to go too negative. Let me me arch the have an arc back up. Right. We kind (laughs) of kind of started low and been kind of digging. Right. Let's let's go up. Let's go up. The key is to be confident in your ignorance. By defining where it begins and ends, right? Be confident in your ignorance by understanding where it begins and ends. I need to know the air. When we start going out too deep, I need to know. Uh, I, I haven't journeyed this far out before. Technic- if I'm honest, I don't know how to swim. <laughs> Can we go back? Can we go back? Cause I don't want to put on this life preserver jacket and then like spray paint it my skin tone so it looks like I don't have a life preserver jacket so I can fake it or or put some floaties on under the water around my legs and hope that I could just keep them under the water and you don't see it. And before you know it, I'm upside down and my feet, <laughs> my legs are in the air my my head is is low. Right. But the key is to understand your limitations. Yes. I'm telling you, your intelligence must have boundaries proudly set by you and confidently enforced by you. When is the last time somebody told you your intelligence needs boundaries? Most people just struggle with boundaries in life, period. I feel like there's a Dr. Phil theme to this podcast. You know, I just I feel like I'm you all are in the chair. And I've got my notebook and I'm just kind of taking notes and assessing you and, and, and helping you rewire your brain. And maybe that's what I signed up when I was talking about the imposter syndrome. There's no way to not deal with the psychological stuff. But boundaries in life are extremely hard to hard to establish because a lot of people don't like to say no. No is a boundary. So, if, again, if I can't say no in my life, I bring my life to my business. Who you are is who you who you are here is who you are there. So if I'm if in my relationships, I'm not setting boundaries professionally, I'm definitely not going to set boundaries. So when it comes time to to be the imposter, the only thing that prevent me prevents me from being an imposter is setting a boundary on my knowledge. And I'm not used to setting boundaries. Well, here we go back to imposter land. Okay. But when you can proudly set set these bound when you can proudly set these boundaries on your intelligence and then confidently enforce them. Then you can own what you know the same way, the same. Let me say it like this. Then you can own what you don't know the same way you own what you know. You have to be the reason why we're giving our intelligence a boundary is not for us to own our intelligence. A lot of us, we can do that easily. You need to own your ignorance. This is, <laughs> I don't want to say it's tough, but this, this is what I'll say. It, it's tight, but it's right. Okay. Like this isn't the, the, the end goal is positive. Everybody, the end goal, let me just go through with this. Cause I, I can feel you all tensing up. Oh, just let's get loose. All right. If you're watching me on YouTube, you see me kind of doing my shoulder, shoulder loose shake. I don't know what this is, right? But all right, let's, let's get back loose. Um, There, what I just said, that that, that's where the rub lies and and there lies the rub is what they say. And essentially, essentially, you have to own what you don't know, because if you don't own it, you'll eventually get exposed for it. It's it's a binary one or zero. It is not. You can you may think you're on the spectrum and you may be getting away for a little bit, but you're going to end up at one of those destinations you either own it. I I think it was Kevin Hart. Kevin Hart talked about how he's a comedian. For those of you that don't know, Kevin Hart talked about how he likes to beat people to the punch. He he'll make fun of himself to remove the power, to take away the power of someone else trying to embarrass him. He'll just embarrass himself first. Right. And I thought that was profound because essentially what it's saying is I'm not going to give you any power to embarrass me. I'm going to remain in control. So when you own your ignorance, nobody can expose you. Nobody can say, ah, they didn't know what they were doing. You know why? Because you owned it and you told them you didn't know what you were doing. Confidently. Somebody asked me the other day, I can't remember what it was, but I said a confident no, and it felt so great. Matter of fact, it came full circle. By the way, it came full circle. We were talking about social media. Somebody asked me to do something on social media, and I was just like, I don't know how to do that. And thinking about it makes my head hurt. That's what I told them. I wasn't afraid that they would be like, but Chris, you're, you're, you're Chris, like the Christy, you know, automation. You don't know how to do it on social media. I don't. Yeah, you're right. And guess what? Just thinking about it makes my head hurt. Yes, I don't I don't sleep in this cape. In fact, I don't spend as much time walking around with this cape on as you believe. <laughs> it's not as comfortable as it looks, right? And I was at peace. And I'm gonna tell you, I'm gonna tell you why this is powerful in a minute. But when you're able to own your ignorance and, and provide that value of ownership to your clients, what it does is it leaves space for them to get the true help that they need. You being an imposter, you're, 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 you're in possession of a seat, you're in poor possession of a seat that someone else can occupy in excellence. You hear what I said? You're you're in poor possession of a seat in someone else's business that someone else can occupy in excellence. Get over yourself. Get out the way. Let them bring on somebody better in that area so the whole business can succeed. Because a failure in one area of the business soon is going to affect every area. A failure in any area of the business is soon going to affect every area of the business. It's just how it works. So it helps you by removing yourself from the potential of being that causing that harm. OK. OK, now some of you have pride issues. You want it all. You want all the shine. You want the spotlight on you. Hey, hey, bring that spotlight back over here. You moved it. I didn't move. Don't move that spotlight. You moved it just an inch. All the light on me. I'm the star. You need to get over that because <laughs> ain't no way you're going to be able to say I don't know or no to the spotlight. You need it. You need it. You need You need to get to a place where you don't need it in order to kill the imposter. Right. So for small businesses. Once they encounter a professional like this, it it allows them to bring on help in areas you can't provide accurate help in, but you're willing to try. Now, this is this is where I will say my aunt, my aunt would say this. Bless your bones. You know, she's from 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 the south. Bless your bones for trying. Okay, is that what you need? You need acknowledgement on this one. We we, I understand it. Let me give you some acknowledgement. You tried. You did a for effort. However, it's up to the business owner if they want to pay for your education. When you hire a consultant, you, you need to know the person hiring. You needs to know, am I paying for your expertise or am I paying for you to learn? Either way is fine, but don't tell me I'm paying for expertise, but I'm really paying for you to learn. OK. The the silver lining in it all is this. I experienced this one of my biggest um, one of my biggest biggest personal victories in in my in my business automation bridge, not in the startup space as a leader, but just in my own business. A uh, biggest personal um, personal success was when I was excuse me, I was working with the startup. And I was doing, of course, automation, very scoped out, book-ended work. And we got to the point where all that I had done had produced and it was ready to scale and we needed help to scale. And instead of me saying, hey, look, I can also do X, Y, Z. This this founder, you have to take hats off to founders who, who are like this. Said, hey, Chris, what do you need? What what help do you need? to take this to the next level. And and what he did was he gave me an opportunity to take off the cake. He he, he gave me the opportunity to be vulnerable um, and to really not occupy a seat that I couldn't occupy in excellence. And because I had been working on everything that I'm telling you all, I told him the exact help that I needed and it ended up being a, like an external agency that came in and XYZ worked well with the agency right off in the sunset, millions of dollars generated. That's, that's the power of killing the imposter. Guess what? It did not diminish my value. In fact, it increased it because then after that came back and asked me, Hey, do you know anything about websites? Who was that tempting? Who was that tempting? Because I was a previous web developer. And I'm like, yes, I do, but I'm not operating like that in this season of my life right now. Right. So I said, no, but I can help. Right? No, but I can help. And what that ended up doing, they were able to bring on a web development company. And I was able to interact and engage with them and make sure that things got got built right. Let me tell you the amount of weight that was on me while all of this was getting done, none. None. No weight. The weight was all on the help. And I was helping to help. Long story short. Everybody won. It was the total opposite of what I said would happen if you let the imposter in and you let them take over. OK. Everyone will lose. They're guaranteed to lose if the imposter is present and they take over. OK. This is why it's so important for me to tell you now, if you're in my community, you're you know, you're you're automation service provider. We talk about this all the time. Saying no, getting clear on your client, setting clear expectations, scope, all of that. This is part of it. You you have to be able to, to own what you don't know and be confident in it. And every time somebody tries to call you smarter than what you what you are. I take it as a compliment, but you don't have to own intelligence that you don't have. You don't. It's OK. <laughs> it is literally OK. So in my experience, again, I, I don't hear these terms and be like, oh, wow, that's too bad. No, this is from my personal experience as an imposter, how I broke through and some of the results that I was able to do um, for that. And I, I will I'll tell you what, um, in the same situation with this with the startup that everything worked out, I am a. I I did not leave a single stain with that company. And I didn't do everything. I was a source for some and resourceful for the rest. So if you want, if you want to kill the imposter. Let me put it like this. I don't want to say if you want to kill the imposter. When you kill the imposter, how about that? Did you, ooh, was that not more powerful? I, I felt it. I'm look, look, I'm sitting up now. When you kill the imposter, you will kill one of your primary threats to your success. So thus, full circle, back to the title of this podcast. Go out confidently, boldly, and kill your imposter. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of the All Systems Go podcast. If you enjoyed it, make sure that you're subscribed at the time of recording. The All Systems Go podcast is free to subscribe to and it can be found in Apple Podcasts. Google Podcasts, YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. New episodes are released every Thursday, so make sure you're subscribed so that you don't miss out. And while you're at it, please leave us a five-star rating and review to show some love, but also to help future listeners more easily find the podcast so they can experience the value and goodness as well. We've compiled all resources mentioned on the podcast as well as other resources that are extremely valuable and effective at helping you grow your marketing automation skills quickly, and you can access them all at all com. Thanks again for listening, and until next time I see you online, automate responsibly, my friends.